Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Ready to get your sports banter on? Brian Henninger. Love child of Albert Einstein and Howard Cosell. With a body chiseled by Zeus himself. Brandon Sharples. A man who could beat Mike Tyson. In a spelling bee. Together, they form the At Odds Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the At Odds Podcast, and we have an awesome show in store for you guys. I'm your host, Brian Hemminger. Today is the Super Bowl blowout special. It is... Thursday, February 1st, 2018, and we're joined today, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Silky Smooth, Brandon Sharples. Brandon, how you doing tonight, man? What up, what up? The Super Bowl is on its way. The Super Bowl is on its way. I am super pumped. This is one of my favorite times of the year. This is the only thing about the NFL season I like better than college football, so... Uh, I'm pretty pumped up. I'm pretty excited. We got a great show for everybody. Um, what's going on with you, Hemi? Anything new? Uh, I went to a Girl Scouts meeting tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Hemi, that'll get you six years in prison minimum. <laughs> Watch yourself. <laughs> uh, it was it was for the local newspaper. Like a new troop just started up, and they wanted me to come over and uh, talk to their leader and get a picture of them and. Uh, get an article out about how they just started and they're looking for new members. <laughs> oh, geez. But yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah, man. So I, was, I, was I thought that was funny. That was, that was my big, that was my big errand that I had to run today for the paper. That was my big story. Oh. <laughs> That's an exciting story. It sounded, it sounded hey, a little it sketchy at first there. <laughs> yeah. I was a little worried for you. <laughs> I was like, hey, man, don't desperate times don't always cause desperate measures, buddy. But um, no, I went to the grocery store today and I dropped three hundred fucking dollars. And that is because Whoa. I'm yeah, man, I look, uh, obviously I have children, so I got to feed them. Mm-hmm. I think you have to feed them. But no, I'm just messing. But anyway, um, yeah, man, I am trying to eat healthy. I got a little chubby. And I was like a little bit worried about my health there for a while. I was getting a little bit of chest pains here and there. And uh, I was Whoa. like, you know what? Yeah, man. I, I was a little worried about this shit. Um, when I graduated high school, I was about roughly 160 pounds. Um, I mm-hmm. had some muscles and stuff like that, but I wasn't very big. And then um, I ended up, I got, when I hit my peak physique, when I was the strongest and most built I ever was, I was around 185 pounds, or maybe roughly 190 at my peak. I, I hit about 220. And when I was in high school, I didn't even think I had the molecular structure to even hit 200 pounds. And it, it's taken me on this roller coaster ride, and it started affecting my health, I think. And uh, 
So today I went to the grocery store and I spent 300 damn dollars. And I guess that's why everybody's fat in this country because it's cheaper to eat McDonald's than it is to go get some blueberries, <laughs> strawberries, and kale. So <laughs> I was like, Jesus Christ. So I got some protein. I got a new blender. Uh, I got some all kinds of fruit and all kinds of shit. I got some nasty ass kale salad I'm supposed to be eating. And yeah. So if anybody is listening to this, they have yeah listening to this they have some tips for me that they want to they want to go over I, I know how to work out but you know i've never been the best dieter i've always just kind of relied on my genetics which have obviously started to fail me so i think i need to change the spark plugs or something so i uh i need some tips so for all my listeners out there go ahead and call in now if you want to if not you know drop some comments in there about some uh maybe some diets you you're interested in i know hemi you were doing that caveman diet you're yeah, eating just keto. meat for a while. Yeah, the keto. That I can't do that, man. Really effective. It I was, know, but I don't want to get too it. effective. It gave me too much confidence, and then I I decided I didn't need it anymore, and and that that didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, I don't know, man. It's it, it's one of those things where I, I love meat, and I, I that's all I pretty much eat anyways. But there's there's some there's some uh, risks to that. <laughs> so yeah, there you gotta are. Get, you gotta I, get into you have to have a little bit of yeah. balance like or yeah uh you can you can run into some trouble like some people if you, if you take it too literally um and you don't even like even get healthy carbs like that have like a lot of uh fiber and stuff then then you can put yourself into like ketogenic shock or whatever and that's yeah, not keto acidosis yeah, yeah that that kind so, of shit is not healthy yeah, you know, going to kidney failure on that shit, so you gotta watch it. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. yeah, that's what I, I, I'd like anybody if they got any tips. Go ahead, give me some tips. I need to get back in shape. <laughs> you know, I, it was once you hit that point where you you can barely see your dick when you're taking a piss. You kind of think I think you might need to to reevaluate your life a little bit as a man. So I I took yeah. a little offense when you're erect. Yeah, I don't know how you're talking about. <laughs> Oh, whatever. But yeah. All right. So that that that's that, man. That's all I that's what I did today and I wrote all right, we posted my blog. If anybody wants to check that, we'll talk about that later on the show too. Oh yeah. It's definitely oh, worth yeah. talking about it. Brandon Brandon actually has a good voice for writing. So if you guys haven't checked out the blog over at Belly Up Sports, I highly recommend it. Um it's not just some guy writing like a bland article. Um, Brandon like speaks from the heart with his content and he backs it up with facts. So yeah, definitely recommend checking out his stuff over there. He does, he does a really good job, but Appreciate before that, we get to that, yeah. Oh, of course. And, but before we get to that, we're definitely going to be talking Super Bowl. Obviously this Sunday we have the Patriots taking on the Eagles in the Super Bowl. It's like, I think the seventh Super Bowl that Tom Brady's been in. I'm pretty sure. Eight. Uh, eight? Okay, I apologize. Sorry, sorry, based Tom Brady. Um, <laughs> but uh, there's a lot of stuff I want to talk about with the Super Bowl. Now, do you want to start with, like, reminiscing about previous shit, talking about silly stuff, or do you want to go right into the actual preview and then, like, then we'll fuck around? Let's just talk about, we can talk about pre- uh, past, uh, you know, some of our favorite Super Bowls and 
some of my okay. favorite favorite moments. We'll get into the prop betting, and then we'll just get into the what, what you know. Let's let, let's okay. let's entertain these people for a while. Catch them on a on a hook. <laughs> All right. So, what's your um, all-time favorite Super Bowl moment? We'll start with that. Honestly, I would have to say, I think it was when Seattle didn't run the ball because <laughs> the interception in the end zone. <laughs> and yes, um, not, every, not look, I'm, a, it I'm a huge. Yeah, I'm a huge Minnesota Vikings fan. Them over everything, but I I just have always appreciated the Patriots and Tom Brady. I love a good dynasty, and I truly thought they're going to lose that game. And I I always wanted Tom to just get this rack up rings because all he has so many haters. You know what I mean? And I just love mm-hmm. his success. And I thought he's going to lose, and when they didn't give the ball to Peace Mode and he threw that pick, Butler played it perfect. It was actually a good play call. Butler just played it perfect, and it was just one of those things where. The play call was fine. The defensive scheme was fine. It was just everything just everything was called perfect. It was just who made the play, and Butler made the play on that ball. And it was just so shocking to watch that you're just like, yeah, he's it's first down. They're running that ball. It, it's it, and and Tom's gonna have very very limited time to get that get that ball back. So, I uh, yeah, man, that was probably the the most shocking moment I've seen in the Super Bowl because of just the way it transpired and, and, and how it literally led to them winning the Super Bowl right then and there. So you couldn't have mm-hmm. asked for a, like a, a more clutch and just shocking way to win a Super Bowl. So that was probably my, my cool, my coolest and most shocking Super Bowl moment. For me, what about you? It was uh, David Tyree, Eli Manning play the helmet catch. I mean, especially for somebody that has always been a Belichick and Brady hater, uh, somebody that just drank the Haterade full on um, to see Eli like get out of an easy sack. I mean, it. I can't still to this day, it makes no sense how he did not get tackled by that defensive lineman and then dance around in the backfield and then just heave it downfield. And then the defender plays it perfectly smacks right at the guy's hand as he catches it. And he uses his helmet to brace the football as he crashes to the ground and actually holds on to it on third and five with like a minute, less than a minute to go in the game, basically sets up the, yeah. the game winning and it ruins the Patriots perfect season. I mean, it was just everything all in one. So um, for me, that, that's it. definitely my, I know you hated it. <laughs> so this is, I knew there was no way you were no, going to pick I, it. So I had no I, worries I, about I, copies here. <laughs> I hated it for a few. Even though you hate it, I hate it, it for a few reasons. Yeah, but well, it's it's. Well, let still me tell you why I hate play. it. Let okay. me tell you why I hate it. And I know it's it's not just because Brady got beat in it, in it and he didn't get his fourth ring. It um because that did suck. I didn't want him to get it. I didn't want him to get harassed like that. But uh, I love history, and you don't see history enough. And we were going to see a perfect season that probably won't be duplicated ever again. And if it does, it won't be anytime soon Two, I can't stand those fucking retards from my, the dolphin 72 undefeated team. that went 17 and oh, like Mercury Morris and shit popping bottles. Every time the last person loses, I'm like, you guys were whack as fuck that, that there's a reason why that's that uh, 17 and 0 dolphins team is never, ever, considered a top team as a top team in the NFL. They did not play a playoff team the entire season. 
until they got to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. It was, you know what I mean? They didn't have to play those extra couple of games. And this is look at the football metrics. They were just mediocre by our standards. And I, I just can't stand watching them pop bottles and act like they're the greatest team ever. Like, fuck them. Fuck Mercury Morris. I couldn't like him less. He's such a D bag. So we didn't get to see a 19, a 19 and 0 team and Eli's mouth breathing ass wins a fucking Super Bowl. And uh, you know, Belichick and Brady take a hit to their legacy on it. And then it fucking happens again. <laughs> it happens again. Another miracle miracle catch and throw. And just, oh, my Lord, it couldn't be worse. Just, oh, my God. And they were a sixth seed. Like, give me yeah. a break. Like, they're, they're oh, by far God. the worst team to ever win the Super Bowl. Like, we're probably going to mention God, later, like, great. the best teams ever that won it. But – the Giants that year against the undefeated Patriots are hands down the worst team that ever won a Super Bowl. Yeah, hey, I mean, I'll give it to their defense though. They they kept they kept the the best offense of all time to 17 points, and they harassed Brady all night. So I mean, you can't. I'm not going to call it a complete miracle because the the defense played their part and they did what they were supposed to do. But mm-hmm. that offense, they, they miracled that win. That that's fucking stupid. I was so mad. Mm-hmm. I was so mad. Oh, actually, I was the that that Super Bowl they held them to fourteen points, not yeah. seventeen. The seventeen one was the next. Seventeen one. fourteen was the final score. Yeah, so. yeah. So that was crap. <laughs> but uh, I was really, I, I I did not like that at all. I wanted to see history more than just Brady winning the ring because I liked I want Mercury Morris to never be able to pop another bottle ever again <laughs> in his entire now, life. Okay, now Mercury Morris, you know how how he pops the bottles whenever the last team loot loses what yeah. about the browns this year do you think that they'll get together every year and they'll like pop open some ice house for whenever the last team wins every season <laughs> i don't know <laughs> they should how many people hey how many people show how many people showed up to that browns uh like winless parade? thousands thousands and it was hilarious <laughs> I think it's awesome. They you know, did, what, everybody, they did people, a circle around the stadium to for how many wins the teams had team had in the season. <laughs> Dude, honestly, I mean, a lot of people are like, oh, you're not. Did a you see some of the signs? They were amazing. Yeah. Oh, I saw some of the signs, and I, I did. You see some of the Browns players are saying like, you're not a true fan if you're out there celebrating us being winless. No, I'm those like, are real fans. to me, yeah, those are the real fans, man. You want to know why? Because they're sick and tired of the bullshit yeah. year in and year out they sell out season tickets they show up to these games of the mo- one of the most passionate fan bases in all of sports regardless of win or lose and they're just i think they deserve to have some wins <laughs> at least we at 500 mm-hmm. at least make the playoffs for these guys you know what i mean but you're you won one game in the last two years and we're not true and i'm not a browns fan but you guys are not true yeah. fans because you're sick and tired of it. This is a big fuck you, middle finger to ownership, basically telling you, look, we need more. We deserve better. And I think it was the best thing you guys could have done because I think they don't want to they don't want to be humiliated like that again as an organization. So I think, you know, you're gonna see a little bit more money going out and they're you know, you may see you may see them going out after more free agents but you know, next couple of years be just because of this kind of humiliation. Yeah. I think he's going to the I think he's going to the Broncos from what I've been reading, but we'll see what that happens. It looks like Broncos are mm-hmm. close to, close to dealing with him. So, but yeah. Right, so uh, what caller, about your, what's your, so I'm going to go. Okay. I'm going to go get our caller yeah. and then uh, I'll let you. 
Yeah, I'm gonna talk about my. Me. I'm gonna talk about my favorite Super Bowl. Okay. All right. So I would say my favorite Super Bowl was this very last Super Bowl that we just watched, the Atlanta Falcons and the New York New England Patriots, 34-28, 28-3, blown lead. You've never seen anything like it. It was amazing. I loved it. Every minute of it. And you know what's funny is that. Tom Brady is so good, and Bill Belichick is so good that going into the fourth quarter, I'm watching the Super Bowl with a bunch of guys at my brother's house, and I look at my brother and those and his other guys, and I'm telling them straight up, "Look, I don't think this is over. I know it sounds fucking crazy, but it's not over till it's over when it comes to Brady." You there, Brian? I hear something. Yeah, I'm here. Whatever. Anyways, we got a caller. Yeah. I mean, I was going to let Let's you go. finish your thing first before we brought him on. No, but... he can come on. We'll okay. get in there. Uh, you might know this guy. Uh, Brandon from Columbus would like to uh, have uh, say a couple words. So uh, take it away, Brandon. What's up? Hey, guys. What up? <laughs> Charbold. What's up? Yo, I tuned in. All right, first off, yeah. Hope you guys are having a good time. Uh, oh, yeah, of course. On, uh, show here. Listen to it. Had a call in though. I got some. I heard Charbot. Were you were you trying to call Browns fans for some shit? No, I was. No, he was, was, he was actually was praising uh, Browns fans. Okay, I don't care. <laughs> I got something I want to say to Charbot. Okay, <laughs> what? It, it's Charbot. It's Charbot. You clearly did not listen to uh, my podcast episode. No, with I, def- I I definitely listened to it. I heard what you said. <laughs> okay, then you don't want to. I couldn't <laughs> believe it. You guys didn't know, uh, there was a podcast <laughs> called Garbage, and I had Hemi on it. And I don't know, Hemi painted it as like this motivational speech, which I guess is okay, but that's not really what I try to aim for. Um, <laughs> but anyways, Sharpold, Sharpold, you, <laughs> I feel like an asshole now because you're praising Browns fans. I'm kind of like feeling like a dick here, calling in. <laughs> no, you can call me up. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So, dude, you posted, and I said it on the episode, like, I want to. I want to hear your reason why you are done with the fucking Vikings, because dude, they went to the NFC Championship with a third-string quarterback, and you have the fucking gall, <laughs> the gall to say that you're done with the Vikings, dude. No, I, I, I don't know. I wear, hey, first of all, everybody that knows me and these and these listeners, these new listeners, will soon learn. I am an impulsive, shoot from the hip fucking person, and when I get angry, I say things. And I was all right. First of all, I know you went back to when I said I I posted that thing. Should I be a Texans fan or a Browns fan? And I had a vote because now this is this is why I I pride myself on my ability to see quarterback talent. Okay, and I've always almost been right every fucking time. And I did not want Teddy Shitwater as our draft pick. And when we drafted, I was massively big on Derek Carr, like huge on him. And all my posts prior to the draft was like, please, I would take Derek Carr number one if, if I'm Houston. And uh, I, we traded back in the draft, and, the, and all the pundits and shit were talking about how we loved Carr, blah, blah, blah. And I was jacked up. I was fucking screaming at the TV, we're getting Carr, hell yeah, I can't believe he fell this far. People are retarded. And boom, we take Teddy Bridgewater. I was fucking furious. Absolutely I don't like. Furious. I don't like half my family, but guess what? They're still my family, all right? Hey, you gotta yeah. live with well, it as a fan. I am living with it. I didn't change teams. It was an impulsive shit talk. I was so I was super pissed. 
And the whole city of Minnesota and St. Paul, like Minneapolis and St. Paul, like the whole city just adores Teddy because he, uh, for, by all accounts, he's actually a pretty decent dude. All his interviews are really good. He's got, he's a good mom of yeah, boy, whatever. He's a good dude. He's a, he's a good dude. And I, I have no personal, this is a football thing. And okay, uh, I you're, think, you're, you're derailing this into going into Teddy Bridgewater. This, this that's, that was the whole story. <laughs> that was the whole start of why I, I abandoned them a couple years ago. And then on the <laughs> NFC Championship game, I I was pissing down with the Vikings because, dude, we're on the brink of hold, hold, uh, hosting a Super Bowl trophy in our own stadium. We are we were the only ones that were designed correctly to even have a chance against Brady. I don't like the Philadelphia Eagles. I think they're whack as fuck, and they have Nick Foles as their quarterback. I cannot believe we got blown out again. Like we did against the Giants, and then we like we did it. Like yeah, we you guys, you, guys you guys sure didn't? You guys should not beat the Saints. And you blew your load too early. And no, you no, can't no. Get up for here's, here's, here's the deal. I want to go. I want to talk about the Saints game real quick while you're on the phone. Okay, everybody said we blew it, or no, the Saints blew it, right? No, we fucking blew it. We were up seventeen nothing, beating their ass, and Breeze was atrocious in the first half. And matter of fact, he wasn't very good in most of the third quarter. We were up seventeen nothing. No, don't cut me off here because I have a good point. I have a good point. We I'll make a better point. Go on. No, you're not. We threw a pick in our basically in our own red zone, and for, for one against the Saints, and then two we got a blocked punt. They got two gimme uh, perfect field condition or field position for them to score. I don't think I think if we don't throw the pick there and we don't get the punt blocked, that it's not even a, a question who's going to win that game. I'll take the team that was better for three quarters. Yeah, the offense was huh? bullshit on the block on that when they uh, waved off that block punt. That was bullshit, and that they that did. was the swinging point. Yeah, they did. No, for the no for the Vikings weren't they? Uh, no shit, I'm thinking of a different game. My bad. Hey, yeah, you're thinking right. of Patriots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, but <laughs> but Sharple. Yeah, man. Here's the thing, though. What? You said that you guys blew it, right? Now you guys did end up winning, but then like you were just blowing Tom Brady for the Falcons win. Like for the Fal- you know, for them beating the Falcons last year. So I mean, it was more yeah, Drew Brees. Well, you gotta give Drew Brees yeah. credit, man. I didn't. Give, I didn't guys- give him credit. I didn't. I, I did not give Drew Brees credit. But we shut him down for basically three quarters, and then he did have an amazing fourth quarter. But we handed him field position on two possessions. People forget we were up seventeen nothing until literally the last minute of the third quarter. Like it's not like we 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 blew or like they blew the big lead against us, and like we threw this miracle like. We deserve to win that game. We're the better team for majority of the game. They came back in the fourth quarter, and everybody says that they choked. No, we choked, and then they choked again. Like, we choked, then they choked. So it's like we both choked. The better, the better team won. We beat the shit out of them in a the regular season, and we were wrecking them for the first half, and we held them scoreless for almost the entire third quarter, too. And that offense is potent. So I thought I thought we were the better team, and we should have beat them. And I think we—I don't right. know what the hell happened. I yeah. really don't know what All the right. hell happened in that NFC Championship game. But we fucking blew our load, and I was mad. And that's why I said I really I'm done derailed this conversation by bringing up the Vikings. I really derailed it. All right, <laughs> it's All right. okay. All right, that's what callers are All for. Right. So last year, yeah, no, no, no. So last year was definitely the best Super Bowl. I'm gonna say the best finish to Super Bowl though was the Titans and uh, Titans Ram. and uh, Rams. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Was, that was cool. So. Stopped yeah. at the one yard. No, you, line. you definitely. That was pretty sick. Yeah, you can't. You can't argue that. I think like the when the when the Seattle didn't run it and when and that play you're just talking about now. Those are those are yeah. both awesome endings. 
going in with the if, show on turf. Isaac Bruce. If you yeah. actually if you actually look at all the all the New England wins, they're all super close. They're all like really good games. Like uh the they all have like walk off field goal wins or like, you know, last minute like the Philadelphia came up like ten yards short to 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 take the lead on that one. And uh Carolina we they had a last uh second field goal and then same with the St. Louis win and then what what else did they have? They had uh Seattle where they didn't you know, Seattle didn't run the ball, then last year they had the twenty eight three comeback. I mean they got a lot of uh they got a lot of crazy shit. They haven't really blown anybody out. You know what I mean? I mean I mean they've all been great. They've all been great. Yeah. I gotta say, I just wanna I just wanna call in uh hey, I'm gonna hype some of my shit. Uh, real quick. Hey, go ahead. Hey, <laughs> go, feel I do a free. podcast. I do a podcast called Garbage. I had Hendy on it last week. Uh, I also do. I have some people on it every so often, but typically it's just like me. Uh, I don't know if it's interesting. Just call your phone call. Like last week, I cursed about uh, how <laughs> I feel like an idiot now, but uh, you know how parenting isn't hard. Charcoals. It's just exhausting. You know, it's just it just really isn't that hard. It's just exhausting. You know what I'm saying? Dude, it's fucking hard when you when you don't have a good partner. No, I just it's just a golf. It's just a golf. Hey. It's not hard. Hey, all right. So now that would be three thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. That's how much we charge for your time? <laughs> all right, guys. Talk all right, to you guys later. All right, later. All right. Thanks. For, thanks for calling in, Brandon. <laughs> thanks for calling. Um, and uh, and not to wait. toot my own horn, but I think. Uh, I was his best guest he's ever had. It was it was hands down an awesome episode when I was on a show. So if you haven't Dude, listened to it, ass. I was on there and it was great. We talked about a lot of cool stuff. I'm laughing, I'm laughing right now because I just ripped ass so hard. I was wondering if my mic picked it up. I did. We did not. So thank God we don't have a smellophone. But, uh, Dude, I made the most amazing <laughs> pot roast in my slow cooker, and I put a bunch of onions and shit and potatoes and. You know, got some taters going, some portobello mushrooms, and it's definitely tearing my stomach up a little bit, but it was damn good. But anyways, <laughs> back to what I was talking about real quick. All right. That New England last year's Super Bowl, for me, was the best Super Bowl ever. And it was in uh, not – like, again, like, it's not just because it's Tom Brady. I love Tom Brady, but the three, you, you, I still didn't think they were down. You know, it's like one of those things where you just – you almost have faith. It's very unlikely, and you know, I, I definitely was feeling like a little anxious for Tom Brady on that one. I wanted him to get another ring, but you know, I never thought it was down. You know, I never thought that it was a, you know down and out. Everybody's fucking making fun of him on Twitter, and he goes, you see like little Bow Wow making these videos in the stands, like laughing and cheering and talking shit about the Patriots, like Snapchatting it, and then they fucking take the lead, and he's like, he posts another Snapchat of him just looking devastated. And I'm just like, ah, man, it's a good day when little Bow Wow's feeling like shit. So <laughs> I love that, man. Everything about that win was just a fuck you to Roger Goodell for taking Brady out those four games and trying to sabotage that season. And and then he had to hand him the trophy. <laughs> you know what I mean? And just, just the way that game played out. And Arthur Blank is actually super pissed because um, Robert Kraft made their Super Bowl championship ring with 283 diamonds, 28 to 3. And Arthur Blank is the owner for the Falcons, and he was super pissed about it. He even made comments to CBS <laughs> about how we didn't think it was appropriate to have 283 diamonds in their ring and shit. So I thought that was super funny. But yeah, what's your what's your favorite Super Bowl? Okay, 
I barely remember this, but this, so this is more historical. Um, but I, I, I can't say last year's cause I don't want to copy you. So I would say second best ever was 1991. Let me, let me see if I can get. Dang, I already, I already I ruined it. I know, but I was going to say, was it the Bills? It was going to be when the Bills missed a kick, right? Yep. Scott Norwood, wide yeah. right. The <laughs> closest score ever finkle. in Super Bowl history. 20 to 19. They missed a field goal with eight seconds left in the game. And that begins the the series of four consecutive Super Bowl losses for the, the Bills. So yeah, I knew I, knew I just thought that was... when you said it was historic. Yeah. yeah, I actually thought about talking about that, but I was like, it was 1991, and like I, I remember the Buffalo Super Bowls, but not well. I just remember yeah. the one that I remember the most to my uh, of all of those Super Bowls was the 1993 one when Dallas fucking put 52 on them. Oh, and yeah. I remember it would have been worse, but uh, I can't remember the the defensive lineman's name. It might have been a linebacker. I can't remember, but he scooped the ball up and he was running it back and he's like put his arm up in the air, like, you know, celebrating his touchdown and he got knocked out of his hand. So it would have been like fifty nine seventeen. So yeah, mm-hmm. I remember that play. I remember that play pretty well. And but yeah, un- unfortunate for Buffalo, man. Going to four straight Super Bowls is just amazing. <laughs> and I and I I watched that documentary on it and they and they were talking about you know, after the third one, they a lot of people didn't pick them to go to the fourth one. And, and once they made it, they're, they're talking about how, like, a lot of people in the media were just sick and tired of, of uh, Buffalo making a Super Bowl and were just trashing them all the time for losing. And they, like, nobody picked them. And, yeah, it was, it was crazy. But, uh, yeah, yeah I, I, wish we were, I wish we were older for that one. But that's, like, straight up Ray Finkel. <laughs> Laces were in. <laughs> they were in. <laughs> no, dude. I actually just watched Ace Ventura the other day. I just I can't get over that movie. It is so funny. He's like, I saw his room. Cozy if you're <laughs> so I don't know why, but I think my the part that always stood out for me in that movie was after the whole uh shark situation and then he comes out of the bathroom and he's just soaking wet, his clothes are in tatters, he's just like, Do not go in there. <laughs> No, the best part of that scene is when he's walking out and he's like, I'm sorry, Mr. Ventura. I'll have, or no, Mr. Ace, I'll have the plumbing checked immediately. And he goes, be sure that you do. If I was drinking from the toilet, I might have been killed. Anyways, that's been forever. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I, honestly, we got to get off that topic because I'll quote the whole damn movie right now. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we'll switch over from best games and favorite moments to who, in your opinion, is the best Super Bowl winning team of all time. Every winning, so you can't say the six or eighteen and one Patriots. I was going to too. <laughs> Shit. Oh Lord, I want you to go first because I got to think about this. Okay, I got to think about this. Uh, for me, I'm gonna go with. Uh, the 84 49ers. I mean, oh. they had Joe Montana. They went 15 and one. Bill Walsh is the head coach. They beat the Dolphins. That 30. That's when they beat, uh, that's when they beat, uh, what's his face? Marino, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
and they had uh, Wendell Tyler as their running back and Dwight Clark receiver. I mean, five Hall of Famers on that team. So, yeah, I'd, I'd say 49ers that year. I'm not going to say the 72 uh, Dolphins. I will not do yeah, it. Yeah, fuck them. Idiots. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, um, man, this is tough. There's some really good choices here. There are. I, I, there's some really good choices. Um, I don't know, man. That that '98 Denver team was pretty fucking good. That that uh, Terrell Davis. That one fifteen. Yeah, with Terrell, that beat Atlanta. Mm-hmm. It, it should have been at, It should have been Minnesota. Minnesota's fifteen to one that year. That was the year Gary Anderson missed that kick to to send a Super uh, Minnesota Super Bowl. He was perfect all year and missed the only kick of the year. Um, going to go to the Super Bowl, but uh, that Denver team was pretty badass. Uh, LA was in his, he was at the tail end of his career, but he's still playing like his prime. I mean, we had Terrell Davis that freaking ran for 2,000 yards, I'm pretty sure that year. And, and yeah, they had Shannon Sharp. I mean, they had they had a pretty dope team, they're pretty good. I, I guess it's just those are teams. I'm just saying, teams that I watch play, I'm not sure about these 84 teams, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, from what yeah, I wouldn't seen, complain about the 85 Bears. I mean that's a classic team. And yeah, but I, a lot of people from, always. These are just teams that I've watched. I like last mm-hmm. year's Patriots team was damn good, and I like I like that '98 Denver team that beat Atlanta. I like mm-hmm. that team. So I like those two. I think those are my, my oh, those are my the two most complete teams in my opinion. I think so anyway. Yeah, I mean, there's been some damn good teams, but I mean, if you want to go any Patriots been. team. If you want to go any Patriots team, I would say uh, the 2004 Patriots. I mean, they went 14 they and two won. in the regular season. Uh, yeah, they beat that. They beat the Eagles that year, actually. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I know. That's what To was uh, on that yeah, squad that was, doing. Work. Corey Dillon, remember as their running back? Oh yeah, oh yeah, Corey Dillon, man, he's. Dion Branch well, had well, that breakout Super Bowl performance. Their their 2014 squad that uh that beat um that beat Seattle was 12 and four. They're really tough. They're really tough. But that 2004 team was pretty good. But if you but mm-hmm. their their de- their defense was actually really good that year. I think they were ranked like two, one or two in the entire league, and their offense was ranked mm-hmm. like top five too. Uh, this is just off the top of my head. I have to look. I can probably look somewhere. But uh, there's a couple of teams like like that that, that 2017 that, that got beat by the Giants was just so good. They they were number one in offense and four in defense. They were just a monster. Oh, I know. Squad. I mean, they're so, I mean, they were literally I killing everybody. <laughs> yeah. If you but had that, Tom Brady that, on your that, fantasy football team that year, you won your league. Yeah, but but I do. I think last year's I think last year's Patriots team was probably. Probably their best team besides the undefeated team. They won 14-2 last year, and they were ranked top three in offense and ranked number one in defense for points allowed. And they're really good. They're really good. So our yards anyway. So their overall rank was just ridiculous. So I think that uh, yeah. I think that's their best squad besides the 2018 that or 2017 that won 16-0. So I like the Patriots are just an amazing dynasty. But I do like that Denver team. If you guys get a chance, look at that Denver team and their in their in their in their uh, roster, and you know they actually 
if I remember correctly, they didn't lose to like week 12 or something like that. I'm going to mm-hmm. look them up while, while you're talking. Go ahead and talk. I'm going to look <laughs> them up. All right. Well, uh, if there's any other team that we can bring up, I would say um, we we briefly mentioned them when talking about the Bills, but I would say the 92 and 93 Dallas Cowboys were goddamn amazing too. Okay, um, I, I love those teams. Yeah, I mean, oh yeah. Around that time was when the Browns were gone, so I was like searching for uh, some a team because I, I didn't know the Browns would ever even come back. Um, but I, I think around the time that the Browns left, that was when the the Packers were really good. So I kind of latched onto <laughs> the Packers briefly. Um, I never, but yeah, I mean, the, the, everybody was in love, like. At that time, like if you were a bandwagon fan, you were a Cowboys fan, a Bulls fan, and uh, I guess like and it, I don't Yankee, know what probably Yankees or something like that. No, yeah. Yankees weren't that good probably in the early nineties. Well, the I mid nineties, the Braves when, went to the World Series like four years in a row or whatever. Yeah, but think but, about when the Bulls were winning titles with Michael and when the Cowboys were winning all the mid mm-hmm. mid mid nineties. Well, I guess early nineties too, but. The Yankees started winning like ninety six, ninety seven. Yeah, it was. But, uh, it was but I, I just looked. I just looked up the Denver team, and I, I was wrong. But they they went thirteen and zero, not twelve and zero. Oh, okay. Thirteen and zero, and they lost uh, by four to Giants. Fucking off! All of course. The always the Giants. Giants. Always the Giants. <laughs> fucking people going, fucking people up, and then they just played their. Then they just kind of. Uh, they just kind of like you know, rested some players. They lost the very next week to the Dolphins and they end up for fourteen and two. But they're really good that year. They're really good. They they played they lost to the Dolphins and then they played them first round of the playoffs, beat them thirty eight three, uh smoked um smoked the Jets by two touchdowns and then beat the beat the Falcons by two touchdowns. So they're they're a hell of a team. Uh, and they uh let's see what else they had here. Yeah, this is when Terrell Davis had over two thousand yards rushing. He was like the MVP that year. They're awesome, but uh, it, it looks like uh, they're. It looks like NFL Network ranked them as the twelfth greatest Super Bowl champion. So I'm sure they had yeah, some that's pretty good out of over fifty. That's yeah, about, but you know uh, them. They're they they. You know what they are? They're they're what my my blog was about, which is what we're going to talk about later. Um, mm-hmm. They probably ranked the sixty nine Jets as one of the best teams. You know, they always pick some bullshit. I, oh, I know. I, that I looked at a couple of lists. I know one had like the '66 Packers, the first, you know, champions. Yeah, it's <laughs> like okay, yeah, have fun with your 235-pound defensive tackle. <laughs> Whatever, <laughs> I don't care. But yeah, that's right. What, what do we? Let's get into this. Yeah, let's let's talk about this year's actual game. Um, All right. Let's, do the Eagles have a chance without? You know, with Nick Foles as their starting quarterback, I know that they've surprised people. I've picked against them in both weeks, in both of their playoff games so far, and I've been wrong. But do they have another uh, rabbit to pull out of their hat? No. Nope. I'm just going to say it. What do, what do you no. think uh, will be different this time? Because they faced some good teams. I mean, they beat last year's Super Uh-oh. Bowl, could have won the Falcons, and then they beat uh, the number one seed. Uh, based, the real number one seed because they earned the number. They were about the same record, the Vikings and the 
the Eagles. They're both 13 and three. The they won on some stupid. So, yeah, they won yeah. on some stupid so, And then they beat the Vikings. Um, so they, they've been able to do it, and they and they looked pretty good against the Vikings. I could tell you if that I'll team you right shows now, up, you don't think they have a chance? No, I'll tell you what's different is what's different is Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. That's what's different. The, what's going to happen, in my personal opinion? Is I'm probably cursing the Patriots right now because I seem to always curse teams, but I haven't cursed any of the other teams that I've blasted in favor of of the Patriots besides the Giants. So I think I'm all right. But I'm telling you, I think what's going to happen is it's going to be a pretty decent Super Bowl. The Philly might even go into halftime with a little lead. Honestly, they might. And people are going to talk shit on Twitter, and they're going to be like, oh, is, is, is Brady's career coming to an end, blah, blah, blah. And what's going to happen is the offensive line um, for um, for the Patriots is going to have a little bit of a tough time with Fletcher Cox in, the, in, in the, that defensive line. I think the guards, uh, Thune and Shaq Mason for the, uh, for the Pats are going to have some serious – problems up front at first and I think that uh, Brady's going to be under some heat for a while probably maybe even the first full half and, he, and, and it might be a low scoring first half you know they might go into the half time like you know 14 10 or you know 13 10 something along those lines something something low scoring and then Patriots are going to do what they always do they spread the field out they make adjustments and they're just throwing the ball to everybody that has a fucking jersey that's eligible they're just going to sling it all around. Deion Lewis and James White are going to have big games, both of them. And uh, they're and they're going to catch a lot of balls. I think Deion Lewis is probably going to catch over 10 balls out of the backfield. And I think they're just going to wear them thin. They're going to wear them down, and they're just going to out-scheme them, and they're just going to be too tired. And they're going to be too mentally drained to finish that game. And then, you know, Belichick and Brady are going to win their sixth ring. And I think that's what's going to happen. I'm, I'm telling you right now, Fletcher Cox – for the, for the Eagles is going to cause some problems and he, he'll, he'll be a staple in the game the whole time, but they'll adjust to him. And the Eagles like to fly up field. They like to fly. They like to blitz. They like to come with the heat. And uh, mm-hmm. that's where that screen game is going to come in. And there's nobody better in the entire league at the screen game than Tom Brady. And uh, so that that's going to be their problem. I don't think they have anybody that can match up with Gronk. Nobody. He's healthy. He's clear protocol. I don't think anybody's going to match up with him. Um, so yeah, the best, the best secondary player uh, for the, for the Eagles is Danny or uh, Patrick uh, Robinson. He's probably going to be on Amendola. So, uh, is there a linebacker that's going to be able to cover Gronk? No, there's no linebacker in, in the whole league that can probably cover Gronk and not let alone Gronk on there. Healthy too. I mean, he literally just got cleared for the concussion protocol today. Yeah. Even a 70% Gronk's going to catch you touchdowns. I mean, Gronk's just unbelievably awesome. So um, I'm, I'm interested to see how Amendola does against Patrick Robinson. I think that's going to be a hell of a matchup. Um, I know Patrick Robinson like, was like the – he graded out as like the fourth overall corner. Mm-hmm. So uh, – and Amendola has been solid. He just catches everything thrown to him. So I'm, I'm excited about that. And I think the one chance that Eagles have is I think that uh, they got to run Blunt and Ajayi and they got and they got to have a good run game and some some teams have had success with the run game against uh against the patriots so that's like i think that's their only chance i think that, that's not really me breaking it down i think everybody that knows football knows that's the only way that eagles are going to win is if they can get a run game going 
I don't think that Nick Foles is going to have the nutsack <laughs> during this Super Bowl to really to really win this game against Tom Brady. It's just not going to happen. He's a backup. Everybody knows he's a backup. He's not one of those backups where like he may he's a fringe starter and he may go to a different team. He's been to different teams and you know he had that great year with Philly that first time he was a named starter. He threw like 23 touchdowns, two picks, and after that he just been a mediocre quarterback. And that's who he is. And I know he tore up. I know he tore up the Vikings, but those are outliers. You know, a lot of quarterbacks have had outlier, you know, performances in the playoffs and. It's just, you know, it's just the nature of the game. But, I mean, from a consistent basis, I don't think Nick Foles is going to be able to put any points up on the board. So they're going to have to run the ball, and Blunt and Ajayi is going to have to do that. Now, Ajayi has been playing the Patriots twice a year for the last couple of years, and Blunt was on the Patriots. So, they, I mean, they kind of understand what this Patriots team's about. Um, and and the Patriots, got, you know, they got their linebacker, like a Landon Roberts. Um, he'll be on – he'll be, you know, when, when they get going downhill, you know, We'll see how Roberts performs. So I'm pretty excited about that matchup. Uh, what, I said Cox. What else we got? I, I, I just think that, uh, <clears throat> yeah, you got the ta- – uh, who's who's the tackles? Who's the right tackle for the Patriots? Waddle. Waddle. Brand- Brandon Graham's pretty sweet, too. That whole defensive line for the Eagles is awesome. That unit, they got the best unit on the field is the defensive line for the Eagles. And Brandon Graham's pretty sweet. He's going to be rushing the edge on the right-hand side with Waddle. So you're going to look at that. They're both really tough. They're both really good. They both rank out high um, for the pro football focus. I don't know if you ever go there. If you guys get a chance, go check it out. And uh, Oh, yeah. So, that, so that'd be sweet. It's a sweet little matchup. But uh, I think the, the, the players that are going to make an impact, I think Zach Ertz is the only player in the passing game that's going to make an impact. I think Zach Ertz is going to have a pretty decent game, and I think that uh, Ajayi is going to, going to be a pretty decent. I think he's going to catch some passes out of the backfield because they're going to have to do that. So those are my matchups I'm looking forward to. But for a prediction of the game, I think that uh, – I think in halftime, Patriots are probably going to be up like – I don't know, man, maybe like 17-10, maybe 17-13, something around there. And then I think once you make the adjustments, you're going to look at a couple. I think you're going to see a double-digit win by the Patriots. So this isn't isn't going to be too contested once the second half goes. That's my prediction. Mm-hmm. I'll, have to, I'll okay. have to think of a, a good score. I think like 34-17. 34-17, yeah. I think the Patriots win. Now, I do think the Patriots are going to win, but um, there are some things that uh, – you know, I think the Eagles do have going for them. I think overall, the Eagles have better playmakers, I think. Uh, but where the Patriots have the edge, obviously, is Brady and coaching and adjustments. But there is a, there are a couple things I think the Eagles could do that might help. Um, it seems like anytime people get a decent lead on the Patriots, the second they start playing it safe, the Patriots just fucking feast on that. Um, it happened last year with the Falcons. It happened uh, last time against the Jaguars. So, you know, if you just get a lead on the Patriots, just keep playing them the way you played them when you got the fucking lead, you know? I don't get <laughs> Yeah. Just keep doing that. Uh, by yeah, just panic. giving yeah, people them panic. yards and just trying to use up clock, you're just asking for it. So I, I think I'm a, I'm a big maybe, proponent of that too. 
yeah. um, for so maybe, not to cut you off, but yeah. hold on, hold on, Brian. I got, I got to okay, add to go that. Ahead, go it's, ahead. It's, it's relevant to your point, but it's not just yeah. teams that play the Patriots. It, it's just teams across the board in college football and NFL. Once they get those leads, they just, they stop playing the way they got into the lead. Like I understand playing prevent when there's a minute left and you, you're trying to stop them yeah. for a touchdown. But when, but when, when they're, when you're only up by one, two or three and they just need a field goal, you, I don't think you need to be in prevent. I don't think you need to be. And they just, they keep running these dime packages and like just straight prevent no matter what, just because everybody's so scared to get burnt deep. Well, you know something, if you can hit, if you can get pressure of the quarterback, it's hard to throw the ball deep. So put, bring some fucking pressure. Don't let him sit in the back pocket, you know, sit in the pocket and, you know, have him where he's comfortable. And I, I just don't mm-hmm. understand these coaches get paid millions of dollars. and They just don't understand that concept. Like I'm a big Florida fan. And we won in that Hail Mary this year against Tennessee. Like what the fuck was Butch Jones doing? Like with his defensive package, that's when you play prevent, but he didn't have a prevent defense in there. He just had a straight dime package with only two deep safeties. That's it. He didn't have anybody else back there. He had a corner 10 yards off the ball. So it's like, it made no sense. And it just seems like, I don't know. I, I know these guys know more about football than me. Well, whatever. But it, sometimes I question that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I just thought that was relevant to what you said. Yeah. So uh, there's not a whole lot more that I feel like needs to be said. Just if somehow the Eagles are able to get the ball in the hands of their playmakers consistently, I think that they have a chance to win. But overall, I mean, it's just tough to pick against Brady. Yeah, but where where, where are these playmakers you're talking about? Like who? Why why do you think the Eagles have more playmakers? Because I really don't think they do. I know Alshon Jeffrey is a big talent, but he hasn't really gelled with that team. And but I, and, I think uh, Jeffrey's as good as any receiver on uh, the Patriots. Yes, but it's all about the scheme and how they fit in that scheme. Mm-hmm. I mean, I if you stick Jeffrey with Brady, he's going to be a you know he's going to be a ten, twelve touchdown guy, and so it's like I. Uh, I don't think there's anybody like their running game isn't any better. Like Ajayi's overrated as hell, and Blunt was, you know, he's just a touchdown vulture. He's nothing. He's, you know, he's not really going to get you that that chunk yardage you need. You know, he's your he's your he's your uh, you know goal line back in this offense anyway. And uh, you know, how many touchdowns does he have this year? Like four? Nothing exceptional. So. He had 18 last year when he played for the for the past. So it's all about scheme. And I don't think a lot of these players fit into this scheme. Al- Aguilar is like a good deep ball threat and they don't ever really get him the ball. And he's a decent playmaker. Um, they don't really have any scat backs that are worth a shit anymore. Sproles is out. Um, like who else do they really got? Like Wendell Smallwood. I mean, they don't really have anybody that I don't think they really have that many playmakers that, uh, you know, put them in a tier above the Patriots. Like the, the Patriots had Deion Lewis and James White, which may not, pop out to a lot of people, but those guys are playmakers and, and they, they play by a committee and their stats per play, like they're, they're, you know, they're per reception and per rush is outstanding. Mm-hmm. They put the, oh, they, I, I, I respect Lewis. He was actually, he was on the Browns briefly and then he like broke yeah. his leg and then they ended up letting him go. And of course, you know, now he's on the Patriots. He was a college great, stud for Pitt. He, was, yeah. he went to Pitt. He was a so, stud. But I mean, but yeah, they got down. I mean, I think the Eagles have the better receiver and the better running backs, like in terms of talent. Maybe not; uh, they don't have like the statistics, but I think talent is there. 
That's what I'm saying I, about putting it in the hands of the playmaker. No, I get you. I get you. Well, I'm not I, saying I don't that think... they're going to win. I'm just saying that's no, how I they know. Can. I know. I think, well, if you look like position-wise, I think that outside of Jeffrey, New England probably has a better lineup of, of playmakers to re- throw the ball. Yeah, they've got, they more, got a yeah, better tight end. Absolutely. They got they got a better tight end, Gronk over Ertz. Even though Ertz is a good player, Gronk's mm-hmm. better than them. I, 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 I like New England's running game over the Eagles. I truly do. I I, I think Ajayi, like I said, I personally think he's overrated. I mean, he had a couple of 200-yard games last year, and he showed flashes, but he's so wildly inconsistent. He hasn't done shit since he's been in Philly. And Blunt's Blunt. Like, Blunt is what you get. Um, and he's not he's not scoring near as many touchdowns this year. And I, I think that uh, I think the running game is better on New England, and they got a better quarterback. So I think at the end of the day, Eagles got a better D. That's no, there's no lie there. But I think the disparity between how productive New England's offense is in comparison to to the Eagles, I know people can show me metrics for their teams where they're similar. That's what Carson Wentz at quarterback. Okay. They fell off dramatically since he's gone. They just kind of pulled these games because they're in a weak division. They, they they were in like they had a, not a weak division, but they had like a weak schedule to end the season. So um, yeah, and and Dallas is a fucking shit storm, and they lost six nothing to them, and it's just I don't know. I don't know, man. I do know actually. I don't know why I'm even saying I don't know. I know it's gonna yeah. happen. I <laughs> I think the Patriots. Yeah, it's a space filler. Fucking Patriots are gonna win this game. I think. Uh, I think from top to bottom, they're a better team, and they got a better kicker. <laughs> right. But they don't punt. And, well. I, and I agree. I read I, it, and I agree. As much as I was playing devil's advocate for how the Eagles could win, I still picked the Patriots. So, okay. So this takes us to the final bit about the Super Bowl I wanted to bring up, and it is my favorite part about the Super Bowl. And no, it's not the commercials; it's the bets. This time of the year is when the odds makers get the most creative because this is the most watched television program of the year. So there is a lot of crazy shit that goes down. They have the big halftime shows, the big national anthems, tons of crazy advertisements, tons of spectacle. So that means that there is a lot of room for crazy shit to happen. And there is a lot of things to bet on. So some of my all-time favorite prop bets that have ever been released. Uh, one was, will No Sean Marino cry during the national anthem? Do you remember <laughs> that one? <laughs> yeah. the, when the, the Broncos were in the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, yeah. And then there was another one. The Who were doing the halftime show. And I don't know if yeah. you know this, but when uh, they play Baba O'Reilly, uh, Pete Townsend, the guitarist, does a shit ton of windmills when he's playing that song. And there literally was a prop bet on over under how many windmills Pete Townsend does on his guitar <laughs> during Baba O'Reilly. <laughs> that is fucking awesome. So this year, I wonder what the I wonder what the win was that. Yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> the, I mean, you remember there was an over under on how many times Peyton Manning said Omaha. Remember that one? Oh, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, that was on ESPN. Yeah, that was a pretty popular one. But this year, yeah. I think they took the cake, okay? There are a metric fuck ton of hilarious profits <laughs> for the Super Bowl. I mean, there's obvious ones, like how long is the national anthem going to be? And a Pink is doing the national anthem. And there are multiple uh, prop bets on Pink. I mean, there's, will she go airborne during the national anthem? <laughs> 
Uh, what <laughs> color is her hair going to be? There's like eight options. Currently, blonde platinum is the heavy favorite. Um, yeah, I saw that. Will her <laughs> outfit show cleavage during the national anthem? <laughs> will Bill Belichick wear a hoodie? Uh, there's How one. There's one about. A... Oh, go ahead. There's one about what color his shirt would be before kickoff. Yes. <laughs> the overwhelming favorite's blue. <laughs> four, 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 four over five. Yeah. How many times will Donald Trump tweet on Super Bowl Sunday? <laughs> right now, the over-under is five and a half. <laughs> That's great. Um, how many Super Bowl commercials will Peyton Manning be in? Three plus or less than three. <laughs> um, what color will Justin Timberlake's shoes be during the halftime show? The current leader is white. Um, white. <laughs> whether or not Justin Timberlake will perform with any members of NSYNC in the halftime show. Oh, that shit. Is Bring out the hundred. It's at plus 600. You can make some bank if you've got some inside information on any members of NSYNC showing up. Bro, and then this one is, might this. be my favorite. Okay, go ahead if you've got if you've got something else. Oh, I was going to say, I, I was reading them, and they, the color of the liquid dumped on the winning coach. <laughs> yes, the Gatorade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the, uh, the, the favorite right now is uh, blue at plus 250. So if you bet on blue, <laughs> bet 100, you'll get 250 plus your 100 back. <laughs> so the, the the real kicker is if you can get, if you bet 100 on uh, purple, you get plus 1,000. <laughs> so <laughs> might as well bet on purple just to see for the fuck of it. It might happen. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is my favorite. And I, I there's if you'd have said something about it if you'd seen it. So – how many times will the word dilly be said from a kickoff to the final whistle? Like if you've seen that the Budweiser commercial where they're like, oh, dilly, yeah. dilly, dilly, dilly. Every time, <laughs> just keep every time a pup, yeah, every time a playoff right now, lost in the, in the comment section, it says, uh, Minnesota Vikings to the pit of misery, dilly, dilly. <laughs> <laughs> so right now they are at over under 13. <laughs> Damn. I might take the over on that. But what is this for? Like, is this like what the announcers say, Dilly Dilly? Like, what you see, like, in anybody, commercials? Commercials, or, announcers, like, anybody says it on the broadcast, you name it. If the words fuck, Dilly Dilly are said from, or if the word Dilly is said from the opening kickoff to the final whistle that many times. <laughs> Dude, I will tell you, um, if they if they did it by internet like chat like freaking comment sections they'd have to do like a over under yeah. of fifteen thousand. <laughs> well, it right. has to be said during the game, not typed. So, but yeah, oh, I mean, funny. No, I love these this, ones. Hey, what, this is what the would shit you I live for? Like the real creative. What would you make a ridiculous bet? Yeah, I want I want you to tell me your prop bet right now. If you could think of one that you would do. Um, like any prop bet for the game, um, yeah. I would say, how about prop bet on who the Super Bowl MVP thanks first after <laughs> he wins his award? <laughs> uh, is there is it going to be Jesus slash God, his teammates, his family, his coach? 
the owner, fucking nobody, McGregor yeah. style. Well, honestly, all you would have, to, yeah, all you'd have to do is go back and look at previous uh, Brady MVP speeches, and then you'll have the answer <laughs> for that one. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> so uh, I don't know, man. I'd probably be like over under on how many times the camera catches Brady fucking cussing at his team. <laughs> <laughs> is it four times five times because <laughs> he, he goes fucking buck wild on that line on that on that sideline man i love it that could be that or or how about uh how many times you catch bill belichick smiling <laughs> two <laughs> two <laughs> yeah two that, that made me when, he, when, when they when the clock strikes zero and they win and when he's getting the trophy up on the stage <laughs> that's the only time he's smiling and that's a maybe. So I like that one, man. I love I love everything about the NFL. Like it, when it comes to like stories of these old timers. There was a I remember listening to Mike and Mike in the morning, and he was talking about um, how these like linemen they basically slosh around in their own piss all game. Like they just piss their pants during the game. I don't know if you realize that, but uh, but yeah, that's what uh. Mike, Big Mike was saying on Mike and Mike in the morning. That show is no longer on there anymore. But uh, yeah, he was uh, he was saying that they that they just basically piss in their pants. Some people are shit in their pants. Like he's talking about like the center, like the, you know the freaking quarterback's got to go under center and they're just touching sloshed up piss pants. <laughs> this is how nasty it is. And he was talking about some of like the most derogatory shit talk you'll ever see in your life and just like everything. It's just amazing. I would love to have like a straight up mic, just mic, a mic'd up center. That would be awesome. They should mic up the center so you can see and hear all the shit talk that goes on at the line. Cause from what I've read in some books and shit, there's some pretty bad stuff that they say. And they were actually talking about, I read, I read something earlier, I think two days ago about how Aaron Hernandez like even before he got found out that he was a fucking serial killer, that people used yep. to yell at him on the field like they found the body, they found the body. Yeah, they <laughs> like that. yeah. <laughs> they, everybody knew he was a fucking dumb dumbass gangbanger, dude. They, they, that's crazy shit. But I don't know. I don't know what made me think of that, and it was really random to bring that up. But it, it, I was just thinking about it because the prop bets, and I was thinking maybe it was over under that a center pisses his pants. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, man. So, uh, but yeah, what else? What else you got? Who, who's your top players that you that you're gonna look out for in the in the Super Bowl? Tell me right now, Jay Ajayi. If the if the Eagles win, it's gonna be because of him. You think so? That guy's literally single handedly uh, won me a fantasy football league because I picked him up as a free agent. Either I think it was last year, not this season. Um, he wasn't even like anywhere. And then boom, he just dominated. So I'm, I'm putting my faith in him. If the Eagles have a chance, it's going to be because of him. Yeah, I mean, there's really no other options. I think that you know you're going to have. Uh, yeah, Blunt doesn't have, have that. Have, you'll have. You'll have. Yeah, you'll have Gilmore probably on Alshon, and I think he'll shut him down. Um. Yeah, I mean, I just don't think that uh, I don't think there's anybody in in uh, in the receiving core of Philly that's going to make a, a huge impact outside of maybe Ertz. 
And I know this is this is going to be stupid, but I think Rob Gronkowski is going to have a massive game. I know he's, he suffered yeah. a concussion and everything, but I just think he's going to rip apart those linebackers for, for uh, Philly. I just don't think there's anybody that's going to touch him. I think he's going to have a big, big game. Definitely, I think he might end up being your MVP, but they might, they'll probably give it to Brady if they do win, obviously. I'm not saying it's a foregone conclusion, but I think, I think, I think that's Pats are going to win handedly. But so if they do, I think it's Gronk's going to have a huge game. And I know it's cliche, it's not really going off on a ledge or anything like that, but you know what, it is what it is. So mm-hmm. I think Brady and Gronk are just going to connect and tear, I think they're going to tear Philly up. Probably tear him up like a so. Mexican burrito. <laughs> All right, man. So, what do you you want to get into that blog that I wrote? Yeah, we can talk about that for a little bit, and then we'll uh, head home. So, that's um, fine. I just want yeah, to we'll get a couple we'll, of thoughts. We'll let you start with it because it was your piece, and then I'll just offer a couple point counterpoint type of, type of things. Sure. I think. All right. So my blog was it. The premise of it was the other night I was watching the highlights of. James Harden, he had a 60-point triple-double. And it, I don't know why, it just triggered me to start thinking about, I never was a big James Harden fan. I thought he was kind of soft, and he always played soft D, and I just kind of never thought he translated well into, like, the older version of the NBA, like with Rodman and, and uh, you know, Jordan era and all that stuff, and the bad boys and all all those guys. And I just never thought that he would fit into that era, and it started. it made me really – start thinking about all the sports as a whole, NFL, MLB, NBA, anything. And, uh, you know, old time, old school versus new school. And, uh, you know, you get a lot of arguments about how, you know, these the old timers are you know, the greatest of all time. And Babe Ruth is the greatest uh, player of all time. And, and all those guys like Stan Musial and stuff like that for baseball. And then you get into the NFL and you have like Johnny Unitas and, you know, Y.A. Tittle and stuff like that. And these guys are considered like all-time greats. And I don't look at it that way. I look at it as for their era, they were the best players. But they're not Mm -hmm. the best players of all time. That's just how I look at it. Certain people measure things a different way. I measure it as in all time, from start to finish. Since as long as we've been playing professional baseball, football, basketball, who's the best player of all time? And I don't, I don't think Johnny Unitas is the best quarterback of all time, even though he's one of the best quarterbacks of his era. Same with Bart Starr and Otto Graham and all those really great athletes, Sammy Baugh, all those guys. They just aren't. They just don't have the skill set. They don't have the athleticism, and they don't have the the size that these new quarterbacks have. Or like how the defensive linemen back in the '60s and '70s, the average weight was 245 pounds, which is a with a tight end ways now and I guess what Cam Newton weighs and Ben Roethlisberger and other quarterbacks weigh that much now and the average defensive lineman and is and offensive lineman they're both are, is around six foot five like 305 pounds so you have these massive you have this massive uptick in size you have all these guys like Tom Brady and Peyton Manning and you know Michael Vick transcending the game with what he was doing I mean all these guys are playing against better competition and they're standing out above their peers against the best competition that they, we've ever fielded in these sports. So I consider those guys, these new stars are the better players and they're, they're the best of all time. And that includes Babe Ruth. I know that's blasphemy because Babe Ruth is an absolute living legend. He's almost folklore, 
because of like who he was. But he didn't even play against African American players. He he had, he had a separate they had a separate Negro league, and he didn't he didn't have to play against people like Satchel Paige and you know Jackie Robinson and all those guys that just came later, and um, or couldn't play at all in the league and. Um, you know, the home run champs around Babe Ruth's era were like seven and eight and nine home runs. And then Babe Ruth just kind of came out and just started cranking them. You know, the, the league had uh, the pitchers, you know, they were, they were starting every two to three games. And, they, you know, they didn't have these closers. And they just, you know, they, they you know, arms got tired throughout the game. And they didn't have these closers coming in or these relief pitchers. They didn't have that kind of system set up back in Babe Ruth's era. And, uh you know, he was just cranking these balls out of these shorter stadiums and, like, uh, you know, against lesser competition. This is just, just put it the way it is. Plus, he was, you know, smoking in the fucking dugout. You know, he's drinking beer in the, in, you know, before and after games. And he was just a, he was just a, a cigar smoking big fat ball player. And he was, he was ahead of his time. He was an amazing legend. And there's no doubt that Babe Ruth is just an absolute icon. And I'm not saying that. I'm not taking away from anything like that, but my point being is that you stick Babe Ruth in in, in his shell, and you stick him in now, and he's and he has you know Chapman throwing 105 miles an hour at him. I mean, it's going to be a little bit different story, and that's and and I know I wasn't back in the 1920s when you know Babe Ruth was swinging the bat, but I you know I think I did, I can make that conclusion, and I think I'll be okay with that, and uh, I think that's just each era just gets better and better and better. And I just don't think that you need to, I don't think putting a player in a hall of fame is the equivalent to like the best of all time. I think that each uh, hall of fame is set up perfect because it's set up to um, reward the players of this, those eras because, you know, they could become eligible within a certain amount of years so that's when they get put in. So they're always so the, the it's kind of like how do you get what I'm saying? It's always set up to always allow those players who are the best of their generation to get into the Hall of Fame. Where mm-hmm. um, now it's like uh, if you look at um, if you look at a uh, fucking oh man, I wrote about him, Joe Namath. If you look at Joe Namath's stats, they're just just absolutely fucking terrible. Okay. Joe Namath is a is an absolute icon in New York, and he's in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And the guy threw more interceptions and touchdowns in 11 of his 13 seasons. He threw 28 picks twice. He threw 20 picks five different times. Um, you know, the only he threw he only completed 50% of his passes. He wasn't that great of a rusher. He only had 140 yards rushing his entire 13 seasons. He only had seven touchdowns rushing in 13 years, so about one every two years. He just threw for 4,000 yards in 1967, and that was a record, and that was kind of like – that kind of put him in this kind of pedestal that a guy can sling the ball around. And then he predicted their Super Bowl win in 1969, and they won. And that's basically it. And but guess what? He was an electrifying person, Joe Broadway. You know what I mean? Like they, he was well known. He was a star. He was a sidewalk star. You know what I mean? So he got put into the Hall of Fame. And I think that back then, writers they 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 elected the man, and you know, and they elected the kind of person they were and who they wanted to put in there. Where our generation is stat driven, 
and a lot of, and you know, we have certain metrics that we want you to hit to get in there. And I think the only sport that really I would consider that maybe the older timers are a little bit better and they're not even that old. Like we're talking like is NBA and we're talking like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Magic Johnson, you know, Michael Jordan and all those guys in the eighties and early nineties. I think they're better players than what you see now, but, but Mm -hmm. you don't know that because Anthony Davis and and all those guys are playing in this era. You don't know how they would be back in that era. But yeah. I think that's the only argue, argument you can make. And that's just my personal opinion. I just think that we're just better, faster, stronger in, in this era. And regardless of how legendary you think some of these players are, when push comes to shove, they are not as good. I would take Pujols over Babe Ruth any day of the week. Oh, for sure. So, and that's just and that's just the, that's Especially, just the way I think. Especially, you know, guys weren't throwing as hard back then either. Like, people yeah. really only started to hit, like, the upper 90s uh like recently like even bob feller probably never topped out more than probably 98 97 and he was like known for you know freaking guys out with his fastball yeah and now we've got like a roldis chapman throwing a fucking 107 but uh, there's the the one thing that i wanted to say like to kind of counter a couple things was with basketball um I would say those early 90s, like the Dream Team era, yeah, it was so much more physical back then because they changed all the rules. You're not allowed to hand check. You're basically not allowed to touch people because back then yeah. guys would literally just get the shit kicked out of them when they drove to the basket. So they had to like completely play a different style of game. Um, so I think... That's really the only counter I have is that still would make me think that Jordan is right up there as the best because, I mean, he played in an era where, I mean, the guys literally would just be punching you in the face and shit, like when he drove to the basket. Uh, remember the Jordan yeah. rules and all that stuff. So uh, th- that's my only yeah. real counter. So. Yeah, uh, and you, but you in just terms get people of, that like physicality and athleticism, I'd say today's players are more athletic and they can do bigger and stronger things. Exactly. I mean, I, I would just I just think of like when I the reason I said pools, I just think about like send him in a time you know time machine back and just let him play one one year like in Babe Ruth's era mm-hmm. and just guess what's going to happen? Time is uh, a freaking history will change and then. We will look back in the record books, and and Pujols would basically be a fucking Greek god, almost like not even a real person because his numbers would be so you know so damn good, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and that's yeah. that's how you look at Babe Ruth for his home runs and everything, and his 714 home runs. But you know, at the end of the day, like Babe Ruth, Babe Ruth in the 1920s, and you know Pujols is Pujols. You know when he ran through when he ran through that point where I thought he was probably the best baseball player ever, he had that like a little streak where he was just so amazing. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's why I like these pool holes. I know pool has fallen off a little bit, but he's never been plagued by any uh, any steroid uh, accusations or anything. You know, nope. pool holes seems to be pretty clean. So, but yeah, you just get. I, I've I've had this argument a couple times at the poker table because I put you know when you play poker, you play with a lot of older guys, and these guys are just you know like Terry oh, Bradshaw. Yeah. They'll, they'll stand by their era every time. Yeah, and I'm just like I just want to be like I want to be like yo man that was your era. They dominated the era. They deserve to be in the hall of fame and that's how you honor them. They're in the hall of fame. 
they they were above their peak when they got elected. But each generation just gets better and better. Like I think in 20 years, some of these guys that we think are amazing now are not going to be shit when in 20 years. You know, we're just going to get bigger, mm-hmm. faster, stronger. And uh, I like to, that's that was my whole point of that article is that you know you can't I'm not you don't take anything away from those guys. They dominated their era, and at that point, they were the best of all time because mm-hmm. they dominated that era. But they're no longer in that conversation. Babe Ruth is no longer in the conversation for me for being the best player of all time. He's just the be- the biggest legend of all time. He's known by yeah. people that don't even like sports. You know what I mean? He's the greatest legend the sport the sport of baseball and maybe even sports in general has ever seen. But he's not the best baseball player of all time. Mm-hmm. And that goes for that goes across sports for all the old timers. So sorry. <laughs> That's just my opinion. So go read my blog. I have I have a way more in depth on that, and I just uh, yeah. you know that's my opinion. Yeah, you should have titled so. it "Sharple Shits on Your Nostalgia." <laughs> <laughs> that should be like the subtitle. <laughs> oh man, that's awesome! I might even change that for our show, our shared posts. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> All right. So uh, without further ado, we've got one last segment for today's show. It is Hems Gems, baby. Wow, winning. All right. In today's edition, we're going to keep it sweet and simple. Um, There is a rock album that I think people should check out. And it's a band that I finally gave a chance to after many years of knowing they existed. And it's Fozzie, uh, Chris Jericho's band, Y2J uh, from WWE fame. He's, he's had a band. No, he's had a band for fucking years. And then they finally released an album that I actually think is pretty good. Like it's actually got some mainstream attention. Have you ever, I don't know if you've even heard anything about it, Sharples, have you? No. Did you even know he had a band? No. Okay. I'm not joking. I'm not joking. This is serious. This is a a real gem. I only put shit in here that I think you really should check out. And uh, Jericho's hit single called Judas on this album is fucking catchy. Like, if you like rock music, you will like this song. So we're going to post that on our Facebook page. Uh, after the show but sharples i wanted you to listen to it and i want you to legitimately listen to it and not just be thinking y2j the whole time and actually hear what you think after you hear it because it is legitimately a good song and the album is actually good too i I don't know if i'm going to go back and get other fozzy shit but this one legitimately is good so i I actually recommend people go in and check it out Chris Jericho's band, Fozzy, they've been around for like over a decade, but I think they finally got some mainstream attention with uh, this latest album and definitely check out Judas, which is a very good song. So that's it. That's my one gem for today's show. I'll probably try not to <laughs> blow my load with gems every single, like a ton of them every week because I have to do it twice a week now. So no, see, no, you but, need yeah, to find some better one. gems. Put put some more thought into no, this I'm because you, this is a good gem. You, you hey, no, no more, no more, no more, uh, no more Netflix. Like I, I think <laughs> that's why I didn't think Netflix thing this time. It, no, you need to find, you need to find gems as in like, 
a fucking strip club with an all-you-can-eat buffet or some shit. <laughs> like, like you need to That's find your job gym. when you're out on the road. I'm not out. On, I, I, don't, I barely leave Wyandotte <laughs> County. So there's there's like, I don't even know if there is a strip club in Wyandotte County. <laughs> Probably. Find some barn somewhere. <laughs> Let me ride this hog. Watch Melinda ride this hog, baby. <laughs> All right. Let's fucking send off. Uh, uh, everybody, go to go to add or yeah, go to the Add Odds Podcast uh, Facebook page and give us a like and we'll shout you out. But uh, uh, at Belly Up Sports on Twitter, BellyUpSports.com and Belly Up Sports uh, Facebook page. Um, visit that www.BellyUpSports.com. Get those clicks going. Read those blogs and enjoy our content. Our podcast is on there. We're gonna be adding some things on there shortly. We're getting more podcasts. Or, I mean, uh, we are adding more podcasts. Uh, Bar Down Sports, which is uh, a guy, Jake, um, he's doing a podcast that we just added that uh, talks about hockey and beer and, and all drinking. kinds of fun shit. Yeah. And drinking, yeah. Drinking beer. So, no, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a funny dude. I think, he, I think that show's going to do well, especially for hockey fans, because you need more content, because hockey's kind of overlooked a little bit in this country. And mm-hmm. I, think you, I think you guys will enjoy that. And, um, we're all adding blogs and I'm waiting for Hemi to get, get some time to add a, a blog to our page. And, uh, so we're doing some good content and those videos are going to be starting here real soon. So, um, that's going to be awesome. So yeah, guys, keep in touch with our pages and just keep looking for content and showing your support. And the more we grow, the more content we can give you. And it's, you know, it's going to be awesome. So thanks for the show. All right. Thank you. And, uh, get Rick rolled motherfuckers.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.